It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is EJ Musa, my third podcast here for The Naked Truth. I am going to be discussing with you yesterday's non-farm payroll numbers and the longer-term trends and how I perceive them to be not the way they're being reported in the mainstream media. Yesterday's number, we had a total of 157,000 new jobs added in uh, January. Uh, this number came out also with a large data revision from the non-farm payroll numbers from the BEA, I'm sorry, rather, the BLS. Uh, they did revised data back to 1991. I'm really not quite sure what new insights they had for the number of people working in January of 1991 and every month thereafter, but that's probably a fodder for a whole other conversation. The numbers came out 157,000 for January 2013, a decrease of 154,000 jobs from the same period one year ago, January 2012. There were 311,000 jobs created then. I just want to keep emphasizing that because the people on television yesterday continued to refer to the 157,000 number as a positive number showing that the economy was going in the right direction and that we are creating jobs. Uh, one of my basic precepts is that I believe that the mere creation of jobs is not the sufficient benchmark you need to be looking at to determine whether employment is getting better or worse. 157,000 jobs is sharply less than 311,000. Year over year, the job growth rate fell from 1.8% job creation, which uh, was for the 12 months ending January 2012, to 1.52% job creation for the 12 months ending January 2013. That's a decrease of 0.28%. Once again, if the economy is getting stronger and job creation is getting stronger, I contend that this percentage is going in the wrong direction. We should be seeing an increase from 1.8% to 1.85% or something greater. But as long as the numbers, the trends continue to decline, it's difficult for me to see how you can make an argument that things are increasing. So literally, uh, year over year, the rate of job creation is down 18%, not an indicator that things are getting better. Uh, we've had that, that marks the lowest rate of improvement 
over any 12-month period since the 12 months ending November 2011. So every 12-month period between November 2011 and uh, January 2013 had a higher rate of year-over-year job creation. Now, you may think, well, 157,000 jobs is not anything to sneeze at. And, of course, it's not. But let's remember this. We have 3,033 counties in the United States, and there were 31 days in January. That works out to a rate of 1.67 hires, new jobs, per county, per day. Now, at the best we had, or, or let me rephrase that, last year, uh, for January, we were hiring 3.3 people per county per day. It's still a significant difference. So we we have had a sharp drop in the rate of hiring. Um, right now, our total employment, the total number of people working, as reported by Nine Farm Payroll, has uh, climbed back to where we were in November of 2008. So before the uh, as we came off the peak of, of hiring under George Bush, uh, number, number of people working, and uh, hit the uh, major drop-off, we are now back to November of 2008. So we are, we are a long way to getting back to where we need for total employment. Now, the talking heads on television have continued to hammer into it that things are getting better. We've had positive job growth for months on end here. And then they come to us and they say, look, we had averaged 181,000 jobs added per month in 2012, and that's a positive direction. Yes, but the other problem is that eight out of the last 10 months have been below that trend line. And so that means that, once again, the rate of job growth is declining. And if the rate of job growth is declining, then that means that things are getting more difficult. It's going to be harder to find a job now if you're looking than it was one year ago because the number of jobs being created to take up the employment slack in our economy is uh, shrinking. That's not something they want to talk about because they want to hammer into us that things are improving. I believe they keep telling us that because they hope over time if we continue to believe things are improving that they will have us magically start spending even more money and taking on more debt because we feel that we are wealthier than we were a year or two ago. Now, you may ask, as many of my friends do, why this matters or why is this important? Well, it's very simple. The processes, programs, rules, and regulations that we are implementing today under the premise that things are getting better are not helping the U.S. economy. And if the U.S. economy is indeed weak at best and we are being constantly told that things are improving, we're not working to resolve what the real fundamental problems are and the weakness of the U.S. economy. Therefore, we're fooling ourselves. We are wasting valuable time. Most of us are aging and going through our peak employment periods, you know, as I speak here. And we are sitting on the sidelines not meeting our full potential while our leaders continue to repeat to us that things are improving. If we were really working on the true fundamental problems within our economy, and if we had been doing that more than uh, what we are doing now, we would see a different outcome. We would be resolving the issues 
rather than having glossed over them with continued uh, Fed spending, Fed creation of money, Fed printing money, trying to do whatever it can to stimulate the economy, to stimulate spending, to try to uh, get people losing in the, in the economy. What they fail to understand is that we, the masses, the 330 million of us out there, are pretty good judges of what's going on around us. We drive up and down the roads where we are. We can see whether the storefronts are being uh, opened or closed. We go to restaurants in the evening, and we can see whether the restaurant is busy or it's not busy or it's busier or less busy than a year ago. We drive by the car lots, and we see how many bodies are out there walking around looking at cars. We go to Home Depot in the evening, and we see whether the, uh, there's three checkout lines open at 8 o'clock in the evening or there's just one self-serve checkout waiting for you and nobody in line. We are not oblivious to what is going on in our microeconomic environments around us. The federal government believes that they are the only ones that can amass data on the macro environment and continue to try to explain to us how things are improving when in fact they're not. So as long as we continue to work on the wrong solutions to our problems and we continue to believe that things are indeed getting better when at best they're weakening, we are wasting our time. We are costing our children and our grandchildren the future because the size of the economy is smaller today than what it would be if we had a larger economy. Fourth quarter GDP numbers came out, and we were at minus 0.1%. So effectively, in the fourth quarter, there was no growth in the U.S. economy. What does that mean? If the U.S. economy is not growing, there are not more job opportunities. There will be not, not be more businesses starting, hiring folks. There will not be more opportunities for children coming out of college. We don't have make-work programs where we can take those kids and put them somewhere to dig a hole and fill it and pay for it because money is just not there for that. It's not productive. It's a foolish game. So where are we going to be in a year? Well, when the fourth quarter uh, GDP numbers came out, they did not revise the third quarter corporate profits number, which I use and is critical in my jobs forecasting model. But with the revision of all of the BLS data back in 1991, I had to recalculate where we were and where we'd be headed with jobs from the, in the third quarter 2012 to uh, the end of the third quarter 2013. And it's not a very pretty picture. Corporate profits, uh, well, let me rephrase that. The job numbers that came out and the correlation is 0.88. Uh, so that means that the rate of job growth over a 12-month period is related to the rate of corporate profit growth the previous 12 months. Uh, highly correlated. And the new forecast I came up with based upon the new jobs numbers shows that we are, in effect, going to have approximately zero net new jobs over the 12 months ending in September 2013. Now, of course, it could be up or down a little bit, but I'm promising you it's going to be, the job creation is going to be much, much lower than the 181,000 reported for 
the fiscal year, or not the fiscal year, but the calendar year 2012, we are going to be much lower. The job creation machine is coming to a halt. And we have not even factored into this equation the effects of Obamacare, new rules and regulations, uh, the new impact on taxes because we revoked the uh, drop in Social Security and other payroll taxes that people were paying. So we have a lot of bills uh, to pay and less income to pay for it. And all you have to do is look at what happened in the fourth quarter with dividend payment and in interest payments that were moved from the first quarter of January 2013 into the fourth quarter of 2012 to beat the new tax laws. People change their behavior because of tax code changes. People are moving out of high-tax states, as an example, uh, to lower-tax states to change how much money they are paying to the government. We change our behavior based upon what the taxes are going to be. Now, the experts continue to tell us that somebody who's making millions of dollars does not move out of a high-tax state such as California or New York merely because of the taxes. Well, it's just untrue. Nobody likes to feel like they're getting um, screwed uh, or having their pockets picked anytime uh, the government decides that, hey, here's a, here's a fresh pocket to pick with lots of cash. We'll just stick it in. We'll stick our hands in and remove a little bit, and they won't even miss it. People are smart. And when you are living in California or New York, state of New York, and you're paying 14 or 18% state and local income taxes, and you make a million dollars a year, that's $180,000. What do you think your, uh, uh, how long it takes for you to recover your moving costs by putting your home up for sale in one of those high-tax states and moving to a state such as Florida or Tennessee where there are no income taxes? What's very encouraging is to see those states are now campaigning, advertising to those high-income earners trying to attract them from those states. So it's going to be very interesting in the future. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I just wanted to touch base with you. The economy is not creating the job growth that we would expect, especially after having spent so much money in the deficit uh, spending that we have done. I'm not going to really be buying into the idea that there's the threat of sequester in the uh, first part of January, uh, slow down hiring or cause the economy to be weaker. The basic truth is the fundamentals of this economy are weak, very weak. We have been held up this long by a bunch of artificial stimulus from the federal government, but the rest of us are not spending. And when the federal government is forced to withdraw some of that spending, we're going to see the true nature of what our economy has been for the last four years, and it will not be pretty. So if you're looking for a job, I suggest you start writing your congressmen or your senators, and you ask them what are they doing to relieve the burden upon businesses for taxes and regulations so that my business can start making more money, my potential employer can start making more money so they might have an opportunity to add headcount and possibly hire. Because without that, the U.S. economy is going to be struggling for a really long time. Well, this is E.J. Musa with The Naked Truth. If you have any questions about anything I've said, please uh, email me, E-J-M-O-O-S-A at yahoo.com. I'll be happy to reply to any uh, messages or questions you have. I'm also happy to share the data with you that I have compiled. This data is from public sources, either the Bureau of Economic Analysis or the Bureau of Labor Statistics. 
there's nothing uh, that I'm doing to uh, massage the data or manipulate the data in a way that would be favorable to me. So uh, feel free. I'm happy to share with it, share you with, share the information with you, if I can speak, because the more people who understand that we are wasting our time here, the more likely it is we can have something done about it to change things in the future. Thanks for listening. This is EJ Musso with The Naked Truth. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I came from a low income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.